Father God, we thank you so much for who you are. God, we thank you for giving us this beautiful church to come and minister and also be ministered to, Lord, and to worship your name. We give you glory, and Lord, I pray that you bless every word that comes out, Father God. I pray that you would be all over this in your precious and holy name. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Well, ain't it good to be here in the house of God? Isn't it good to be here? Tis the season, friends. The holiday season, the most vulnerable time of the year, I believe. Okay, as you all are well aware of that. Deck in the halls, all the food, ham, pastas, all the fish, you name it. All the figgy pudding, all right? But it's Christmas season, probably the most busiest time of all. And let's not also forget the times we have to buy gifts, presents. And through the baking and cooking and parties you might go to, then there's also that I got to buy gifts, okay? And then it's like, okay, well, then we want to make sure we get the right gift. And we think about the people. You make a list. And I feel like my wife and I, we'd make a list of who we got to buy for. We look at our finances. We look at this and look at that, okay? And then you try to think about, okay, what does that person like? What does he not like? And all that stuff. And then you try to communicate the best way you can to buy the best gift for them possible to communicate your love for them communicate how much you appreciate them or that you were thinking about them. When we take into consideration like what they like to do or what their likes and what the hobbies are, what a process, and then we go and search for this gift. We can be taking advantage of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, internet-only sales, okay? We try to get the best deal on the gift. Why? They're all trying to save money, all right? We're all trying to use our money wisely, okay? We do our best to get that perfect gift for that someone special, And hopefully it's not for us to make ourselves look good, but hopefully it's to let them know, to communicate to them that we're thinking of them and that we simply love them and to see a smile on that individual's face. I don't know about you, but when I give a gift to someone, I like to see them at least put a smile on their face. I don't want them to see like, oh, great, thanks. And although some people might, you know, put the fake smile, ah, it's great. And they go home like, oh man, let's re-gift this thing. But there's none of you like that, right? But this morning... This desire, and I was talking to Pastor, and I believe God has a word for all of us every Sunday. I believe he's got a word for all of us every day, okay? And I was talking to Pastor, I had this thought, and I had this sermon I was preparing on, and then, kid you not, I had it all done, and then I was worshiping God one day, and I was like, wow. And I was like, God, you love us so much. And it just came to me, I was like, wow, maybe I need to talk about that today. I don't know if this happens with Pastor, but maybe I'm, you know, I'm still learning, But it takes a while to plan a sermon sometimes because it's not just a speech, but it's preparation. You really want to hear from God something that's going to transform your life, not just mine. And then all of a sudden this thing came together like that. And I was like, wow, God, you are just indescribable. It's amazing. Like you're just like, like I could spend hours on end trying to make something work, make something look good, give it a good introduction, all that stuff. It's not of God. It's nothing. But there are many ways for us to communicate our love to people. There are many ways that we can communicate to each other. And I looked through the Webster Dictionary and it says communication is a process by which information is exchanged between individuals through a common system of symbols, signs, or behavior. It's information being exchanged. Things that we communicate. Now, we live in a day and age that communication, there's a list of ways we can communicate. All right, what are some ways? I want some feedback here. What are some ways we communicate today? Texting. Twitter. Facebook. Anything else? Waving. <laughs> Waving. Does anybody wave anymore? I don't know. <laughs> All right. You got the phone calls. Okay. You got the emailing. 
Now, we have all this variety of ways to communicate to people. Now, do we communicate to everyone the same way? Absolutely not. Do you communicate the same way to your boss as you do your wife or your husband? Do you communicate to your kids the same way you communicate to people, your coworkers? Hopefully not. I mean, hopefully there's a little, you know, intimacy more so for your family and stuff. But we choose different means of communication. Believe it or not, we are always communicating. Even as you sit there today, you're communicating to me. But no, we communicate through facial expressions. Communication is a big deal to really the human race. That's, we are constantly communicating. You see, think of someone that you can hold dear to your heart. Someone you love. Someone you love most. All right? You got that person? Hopefully it didn't take you too long. Think of ways now that you show this person that you love them. How do you communicate your love to that person? Is this by something you say? Is it something you do? People we love and hold dear to our heart, we all tend to give. Can everyone say give? We all tend to give more, more of our attention, more of our time, more of our energy, more of our money to the people we truly love. Remember the book, 1992, the book came out, The Five Love Languages? Remember that? By Gary Chapman, selling over 5 million copies. And the book was written in hopes to help couples renew their love for each other, to finally speak the right love language to their spouse. Gary puts out these five love languages as quality time being one of them, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. See, the book provides practical steps in learning each of your love languages in hopes that you communicate their best love to them. We all have different love languages because love is quite difficult. It gets kind of hairy sometimes. And I looked on the internet. I said, how do you, I want to see what people on the, on the web think. What do they think about communicating their love for someone? What do they think that looks like? I found three responses to my question. And the question was, how do you communicate your love for someone? One of them says, well, talk is cheap. People say many things one day, then change their minds. Show love by action, because action is stronger than words and can show someone you love them. And then I saw another response says, if you love someone and you want to show them the best way to do it is by giving hugs, telling them you love them, buying gifts once in a while, also good, but don't buy gifts too much or they might think you are trying to buy their love. And the last one I found was, handmade things are always sweet. Write them a song, draw them a cute picture with a funny word, write them a heartfelt letter, plan an intimate date night type thing where you spoil them and do something you know they enjoy. All that to say is there's different ways we love people. There's different ways we communicate to each other. And if you take notice of all the five love languages and also what those people on the internet said, the reality is to communicate your love to someone, we all need to give. We all need to give. It's giving of words, giving of time, giving of acts of service, giving of finances. It comes out that we all need to just give. When you think of the person that you hold dearly, the one that you love so much, you're going to give. And you're going to give with no strings attached. You're not going to give, okay, here's this beautiful gift for Christmas. Now, what did you get me? Maybe I'm just weird, but I can buy my wife anything and everything, and I really don't want anything back. I don't expect my little five-year-old to go buy me a really cool, I don't know, electronic piece. He's five years old. I don't expect anything back from my kids. I just want to give because I love them dearly, okay? And the greatest way for us to communicate our love to the Creator is simply just to give.
we need to give. And giving is stretching at times. Giving is hard at times. But we think about how did God communicate his love to us? How did God communicate that you, you, every one of us here, mankind, the human race, was something special, was something more than just an object? Like we could have been just another, you know, another animal, okay? But God took his time. You see, I believe God created us. I believe God communicated his true love to us from the beginning of time. See, God has uh, communicated to the human race that he loves us by just speaking. Remember a handwritten note? How many guys like a handwritten note from your spouse or from a friend or something, okay? And the internet said that handmade gifts were intimate. They're more personal. Well, remember Genesis chapter 2 verse 4 we're going to pick up. Remember, God creates the world. Well, this is the account. It picks up in verse 4. It says, This is the account of the heavens and the earth, where they were created when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Verse 5, Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth. No plant had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. Verse 6, But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. And verse 7, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living thing. You see, I'm going to stop right there. When God created everything else, he said, let there be, let there be, let there be. Let there be animals. Let there be animals that reproduce after their own kind. Let there be trees. Let there be vegetation. Let there be light. Let there be the moon. Let there be the sun. Let there be darkness. You know, let there be. And I believe God was that intimate, hands-on, forming mankind. Stepping down from heaven and saying, okay, mankind is unique. I love mankind so much, I want to make sure I make man to look almost as good as I do. We're all created in the image of God. And he went down and he formed. And it wasn't just that. Like, he could have formed it and then just said, okay, start walking. He breathed life into us. God took from the moment of creation and said, mankind is something unique. And I want to show my best way to show them how much I love them. I want to communicate the best way I know how. I could say, let there be Adam, and boom, there he is. But I want to show, because one day they're going to be asking, you know, how much does God really love me? But I want them to know that I took time in creating mankind. Because there's something unique about mankind. See, God formed mankind and breathed life, communicating from the beginning that you are special. And another thing he communicates to us is that he desires our time with him. In 2 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 through 18, says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray continually. And what is prayer, church? Communication. It's communication that we have with our Creator. Isn't it great to know that we can actually just sit here and start talking to the creator of the universe? We don't need to go and find someone else and say, hey, can you pray for me? And pray for me to talk to God. Can you tell God this for me? God wants that intimate relationship. He wants that with us. And he says, pray continually. And then it says, give thanks. Keep giving thanks. Use your words, okay? Talk to him. He desires to spend time with each of us. And above all else, it communicated to us the best possible way known to man, that he loves us. In John 3, 16, we've all heard it. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave 
his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 1 John 4, 9 through 12. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his son, his one and only, into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. How did God show his love for us? He simply gave. He gave his one and only son. So no one could perish. God does not want any man, any woman to go to hell. He demonstrated his love for you and I, and he communicated to each of us that this is how much I love you. This is how much I love you. And it's not just to, here's my son, let him walk the earth. But he gave his son with a purpose. Remember when you're buying a gift, you think about how can I show that person how much I love them? Even if I only do have $10, how can I communicate the best way with a purpose that, hey, I love you so much. You see, God gave Jesus with a purpose. It wasn't just, boom, hey, there's Jesus. Now, Jesus had a job to do. God gave Jesus for us with a purpose to provide the way to get to eternal life in heaven. For God to communicate to each of us his true love for you and I, he gave us his son, and then his son gave up his life for us. His son was beaten, was ridiculed, laughed at, mocked at, whipped, died, so that you can have eternity. Isn't that crazy? If you think about that, Jesus bore the pain, bore the sacrifice, bore the beatings, bore the mockery, why? For you. Like, Jesus knew he was going back to heaven. Jesus knew he was part of God. But he simply did it for you. Did it for you. And then it says in verse 10 in 1 John 4, it says that this is love. And it's not because we loved God first. It's because he loved us from the beginning of time. He loved us from the beginning of time, friends. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. But because of his great love for us, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. You see, above all else, God had mercy on you before you were born. God had mercy on you before you even committed your sins. God had mercy on every human being because his hope is that none will perish, but everyone will inherit everlasting life. See, he gave you and I this opportunity to get to heaven. So next time you guys are outside, I encourage you to look around. Look up, look around, towards the heavens, to the valleys and plains, the mountains. God is still communicating his love to you today. He loves us so much, he protects us from just floating into outer space. He loves us so much, he placed water on the ground for us all to have water to drink. He loves us so much that he thought about the stars and planets and hangs them in space. He loves us so much, he gave us animals, plants, food to eat. He loves us so much, he gave you and I an opportunity to get from this life to the next. I got to reread 1 John 4. 10 through 12 says this is love not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins dear friends since God loved us so much we also ought to love one another no one has ever seen God but if we love one another God lives in us and his love is made complete in us church and I don't know this hit me I was praying and 
We have a problem with love in the human race. We really do. We have a problem with what really love looks like. That's why we have divorced families. That's why we have separation. That's why we have teenage girls getting pregnant. That's why we have such a bunch of single moms out there. Because love has been messed up. Love has been simply messed up. It's been twisted. It's been distorted. So I think if we can't get it right with the people that we see, how we are able to get it right with God who we can't see? I don't know. That just hit me like a ton of bricks. God loved us so much. And people around us, it goes back to, I believe, Pastor was talking, distinction as we give of our finances to God. But it's more than that. There should be a distinction in the Christian house of God. There should be a distinction in the church of God about how we love each other. That distinction should be like, I don't know, almost like a big light bulb for people when they look at you like, wow, you are way different than the rest of the people I hang out with. Your family, the way you guys talk, the way you guys act, the what you guys do together, like it's just so different. There should be that distinction, friends, between us and the world. The Bible says that it's very narrow. Many people are going to fall away. Many people are going to fall away, but that distinction is, because it's such a big distinction, thousands and millions of people are going to probably go to hell, and only very few are going to get to heaven. That's heartbreaking to think about that at times. But that distinction of love should be different in our home. The way we treat our kids should be different. The way we treat our spouses should be different. The way we love each other, the way we love our boss who we can't stand. But seriously, that distinction should be so real, should be so real to our family members that, hey, there is something different with your family. There is something different with your family. We need to show God that we love him. And the Bible says, right back in this First John 4, it says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The best way to communicate the gospel to people is through love. The best way to communicate the gospel to anyone is through love. So I pray that we get our love fixed. We learn how to communicate love to God first. First and foremost. God, am I showing you how much I love you today? Am I having the intimate times with you? Am I giving you everything I have? Am I giving you of quality time? Am I giving you of my finances? Am I giving you little acts of kindness? Am I giving you by loving others? That's what it is, church. Communicating God how much we love him that way. Paul, in 2 Corinthians, in chapter 9, he starts talking to the church in Corinth, and he starts explaining them how we should give, how we should give to God. We should give cheerfully. We should give generously. We should give generously because as we give generously, God will then give you generously so you can keep on giving on occasion. You see, it's crazy because it's like God wants us to give generously and then he'll continuously to give you generously so that you can still give generously on occasion. It's common sense. It's like the more you give, the more you get, but the more you get, the more you give. Because the Bible says that he's going to give more to those who have more because they keep on giving. It's, It's a crazy cycle. And I pray that we continuously give more and give more and to receive more so we can give more. So Paul encourages, he wants to give to you so you can keep on giving on all occasions. Not so that you can give glory. Yeah, I gave X amount of dollars to the building fund today. No, it's not that. 
I don't think we give you a card at the year saying, thanks for giving us. You're the highest paying person at Lighthouse. Okay. But it's so that others might see and hear how God loves you. It's not for any, hey, great job. But it's so others can see that. So that others can see that you keep on giving. I don't get it. You talk about all the stuff that you want, but you're not buying it because you keep giving it to them. I don't understand. And then that's the moment that as you can tell them that there's something different that we can never earn back. We can never earn God's love for us because it was simply a gift. But the more we love God, the more we want to give because we realize, wow, God, you did something amazing for me. I could be going to hell. I could be not here right now. I could be homeless right now. But God, you provided a house for me. You provided food on my table every day. You provide things. And not only that, you take care of my family. You protect them. You guide them. According to Paul in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 15, reads this. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. What God gave us is simply indescribable. See, there's no human words that can describe. They cannot explain the wonder of God. Words do not exist to tell what God's love really is. No words can translate how much God loves us. No words can translate the emotions behind the value of this gift, God's only son, salvation. The best way I can think of it was to relate an indescribable love is what I say with my boys at night. Every night, we go through a routine with our boys. We read them a book, and then we sing songs to them, and then we say, love you, whatever, and that's it. But every night, laying them down, as you leave the room, they'll start saying, and Cole's really funny for this because he'll sit up when he does it, but he says, I love you this much, Daddy. No, I love you this much. And then Carl will do the same. And, and then, like, you think that's enough, but then they say, I love you tons. And that's just something simple, something cute that they do. They picked it up. But it's like they can't tell me how much they love me so much because it's just so much love. And I can't reciprocate it back because I just love them to death. And it's like they just want to say, I love you, I love you so much. I love you tons. And I'm like, wow. Like, we should be like that with God. God, I just love you so much. Like, there's no words that can compare. There's nothing. There's nothing in this world that I would rather want than just your love. Like, there's nothing. God, your love is amazing. Even amazing is a horrible word to use when you talk about God's love. God's love is indescribable. There are no words on this side of heaven that can ever compare, really be equal to God's love. There's so much love for you, it's indescribable. God took his time in the beginning of time, created you, all right? Even the Bible says that even before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. You and I should really try our hardest. We should be at a loss of words when we think about God. We should be at a loss of words when we think about God's love. And when we come to that point like, oh God, help me to reciprocate that love back to you. Help me to give back at least all the love that I can on this side of heaven back to you. Paul talks about an indescribable gift from God for all of you. He loves us so much, church. He loves us so much. There's no words to describe how much he really does. And our prayer is for all of us to never take it for granted, to never take our family for granted. And I pray that we show that distinction that, hey, we are a family that loves. We're a family that loves God's way. 
We're a family that loves our Creator. We're a family that is going to be different than the rest because we serve the Creator of the universe. Because God will continue to give to us as we continue to give back to Him. It's not complicated, friends. We make it so crazy and so twisted. Because like I said, I believe our world has messed up what love really is. Our world, our flesh, has come over. And so now we are so confused. Like, how can God really love me? Do you really know who I am? Do you really know what I do on a daily basis? God's there for you. As he says, his mercy was rich. Rich before he created you. And it continuously, mercies are new every morning. And his grace is the only reason why you and I are able to sit here and say, I'm going to heaven. And how dare we go back and stop loving people. So I pray this holiday season, as you get together with family and friends, I pray that you show them God's love. And it's not beating them over the head with the Bible. It's simply giving. It's simply to give of time, words of affirmation, finances if you have to, acts of kindness. Do something like that this holiday season. I believe God will give you an awesome holiday season. And I believe you'll go home after visiting with family or family visiting with you and say, that was pleasant. And I pray that we're walking testimonies, walking examples of God's love. That's why we continue to give. And so people can say, what's different about you? Well, hey, let me tell you, it's about this cool gift that I got. And it's salvation through God. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you this morning. God, I just thank you, God, for the holiday season. I truly do. God, I pray as a church that we would rise up and start to take the challenge of being a, a sure distinction between the rest of the world that, hey, we love God and we're continuously going to give to God whatever it is, whenever he needs it, however it looks like in our lives, Father God. I pray that we continue to give to you back, Father God. And we thank you for this indescribable gift of salvation. We thank you, God, for giving us an opportunity to live life on this side of heaven to give you glory, Father God. I pray, God, that everything that we do this season, Father God, and from this day forth, that we would simply love the way you loved us. So God, help us to communicate your love to our family, our friends, our neighbors, that people would start to say, hey, why do you do the things you do? And God, that we would simply respond back and give them the free gift of salvation as well. We love you, Lord. Be with us in your precious and holy name. Amen.